Good morning, Faith Fellowship. Good morning. <laughs> Man, it's so good to uh, see you guys, and I see Brother Van is on there, and uh, uh, Rachel and, and uh, Justin. Good to be with you guys this morning. If you have your Bible, be turning to Acts chapter 6. That's where we're going to be. You guys have been following along. I'm sure if you haven't, we have done a better job, I think, uh, during this time to um, record and put things on online and, and have those things available. And so if you haven't done that, please take a look at those things just so that you can stay up with us. Uh, the title of our message this morning is uh, Shedding Light on the Secret Debate. And uh, for anybody that's ever done a word study on the word murmur, that's what it, it means, is to have this secret debate. And so I want to... Um, you know, kind of address like uh, the elephant in our country uh, so much in uh, in light of our recent news cycle and just really kind of take an honest look at how we think about each other uh, truly. Uh, I, I do think that um, uh, this is the kind of thing that can just get us to go to, unfortunately, for those that are not here, uh, the room is divided because there's a screen in the middle, <laughs> and so uh, they're not divided for any other reason other than that is they want to see my face and I want to see their. I really requested this so that I could see their faces. But these kinds of topics, these kinds of issues, um, what's recently happening, whether it's the riots or even your thoughts on George Floyd, uh, can be divisive more so than uh, kind of bring us together. And so I think that there's some things here that we can take from Acts 6 that I'm very encouraged by just to kind of look at. And so remember our review of last week. It's, it's very interesting, right? We, we cover the Word of God and we talk about the compassion of the lost. And then here it is. We got to try to find and muster up compassion uh, in a time like this where uh, you might be quite angry, uh, whether you are pro-right or against it or, or you see, you know, George Floyd and or you're pro-cop or not or whatever the case may be. It may be that you're struggling this morning even for compassion and what to say to your children, what to say to family and, and friends and neighbors and and I'm telling you, those things are in the doors of, of, our, of our church as well. I believe that COVID has opened this dialogue between God and his children. And now you have to add this conversation along with that. Um, you know, MBT is obviously a multicultural um, uh, church. Uh, but when you have things that are so polarized, polarizing like this, it tears at the fabric of that. And what we can have then is our relationships that are multicultural are kind of like on a veil that's a napkin. And then any kind of pressure you apply to it, will napkins tear very easily. And so I want to point out this thing that we're going to see. We're just going to look at the first seven verses of Acts. Uh, what we're dealing with are Hellenistic uh, Jews versus Hebraic Jews. And the fact that there is an issue of neglect that has taken place in, as relates to the widows. And, uh, and so the murmuring is the piece that kind of gets this thing started. We need to look at how God, how God views murmuring uh, and, uh, and really what things can we learn from that. And so our, our kind of anchor verses that we at least want to address just so we can get our hearts around it. Um, see, what I don't want to happen in this church is that there is an undercurrent of murmuring that is taking place. Uh, that will destroy us. Yeah. And and so 
we need to get God's perspective just so that, okay, if, if I have that lens, then now I can start to at least come back with my minds to center where he is. In Philippians 2.13 uh, through 15, it says this, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things, not some things, not the things that you feel like, but do all things without murmurings and disputings. Why? That you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. So in terms of a perspective on murmuring and where God is at, there is something, there's some things that we need to take from that. This basically tells us just in those verses that God is at work in the believer. It says, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. See, the thing I don't want to get murmuring, what it suggests is that God is not at work. He's not at work in those that may not have the same ideas that I have, nor is he at work, you know, maybe in me. Well, that's wrong. That's not what the Bible says. And so I must simply put my trust in the fact that God is at work in the believer. God is also interested in how others perceive me for his glory. See, there's something about where I have to be careful with how my presence on social media can be in times like this. Because now if I become politicized versus Christian, then I lose my audience. I lose my voice. I have to keep a voice because the Lord is my PR guy. He's making sure that my standing within the public realm gives me a space for his glory. See, God is interested in opportunities for me uh, to invest in the lives of other people in light of my my PR. Nobody's going to let me invest in them if they think I'm, I'm some kind of weirdo, hate monger, or whatever whatever position that I may take. Man, listen, it's the thing that you have to learn on a mission trip. You're not American, you're a Christian. And so I don't I can't enforce those things when I go in other places that are just somehow just going to create divisions. See, neither side of the market, whether it's police or Floyd or riots or not, none of those things are the topic. The issue is that people need the gospel. That's right. I have to come to grips with that. And I'm saying that as a black man, I I am the most offended by this. Because just as much as whatever happened to Floyd, it can happen to me. You guys all love me and appreciate me. And you don't make snap decisions about how I look or whatever. But people do for me. That's the reality of my life. So I have to find the lane that keeps me centered so I don't go crazy. Man, I am most comforted by the bosom and embrace of the Lord. Not by what side of the fence I'm going to fall on. See, God has given you light because you live in a dark place. I love that the reminder there when it says that in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as lights in the world, the Lord has intentionally given you his light because it's dark out here. When I was driving through the plaza this morning, looking at my fair city, it is breaking my heart. That's not how I feel like things are in my city are. And I cannot believe the graffiti that I was looking at. I couldn't believe just the shattered glass I was looking at, the the cop presence on the plaza. 
in my city. Man, it's killing me. We, we are divided. Man, it was just January that I was standing in the midst of my Kansas Cityans. I can, I can remember standing peacefully in the crowd when the Royals won the World Series. That's Kansas City. Not this ugliness. But where's my light? Right? Man, the Chiefs and the Royals cannot hold us together like Jesus Christ. So if I then choose and opt out of being gospel-minded and discipleship-minded, I'm just furthering the darkness. This is why positionally you can't stay where you... It doesn't matter what you think about the situation. What does the Bible say? In 1 Peter 4.7, again, as we continue to just examine murmuring, it says this. But the end of all things is at hand. Oh, what a sobering statement. <laughs> Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves. For charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. That grudging use there is the same as murmuring. Use hospitality one to another without grudging, even as every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as the good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So our things that we want to examine here is, it's, listen, you may be worked up this morning. You are, you are terrified, upset, mad, ready to what, do whatever. It's almost over. And you have to live in light of the fact that there are three things that for sure will absolutely happen. One, the reality of Christ's return, the rescue of to, re- to rescue the church, the restoration of Israel, and his reign forever. Those things absolutely are happening. Amen. And for the believer, that should, that should be a comfort. See, I can't wait for policies... Or people to fall in line with what I think or what the agreement of the world and me, that is not a concern of mine. The one thing that I want to do is show them Christ so that they we can all agree with God. Man, he's coming back. He's going to get us out of here. He's going to restore Israel. Israel, don't faint. He's coming. And he will reign forever. See, The kind of charity that is mentioned in that verse is clearly is from God because it covers sins. If I read it back to you, pay attention to it. It says, above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. We don't have in us the type of charity that can do that. Man, yeah, Salvation Army and you gave, United Way and you gave, that's nice. That doesn't cover sin. It may have done something good, like feed somebody or clothe somebody, but it doesn't cover sin. So the thing that the Lord is asking and and suggesting here that I have the ability to do is even for my brother and sisters that may I may disagree with at this point. I can cover it in grace because I've been covered in the same way. See, I'm not looking to make fights with my brothers and sisters, whether they look like me or not. I'm trying to invite them in to fellowship Mm -hmm. and to love. The Holy Spirit is the thing that gives us the capacity to be hospitable 
in times like this, and we should absolutely minister in light of these truths. And so I pray that even just as we examine those things, that you have an understanding that God is not for murmuring as we get ready to dive in and just see what took place here. See, my goal this morning is to bring out what could fester in the dark in our church and destroy us. If you think that the mask or gathering thing that Sam unfortunately has had to talk about for three three sessions, two times Sunday and once on a Tuesday, it's breaking his heart. I hope for those that don't know Sam, anytime he brings it up, it's breaking his heart that we have to talk about it. And I'm telling you, this thing here is worse. It is the undercurrent of race relations that has is and always been ready to tear the church apart, especially in this country. It's been problematic. And we can glaze over it and gloss over it and we can find the cultures that we like to be around. And But I'm telling you, this is the kind of thing that just goes, zip, I'm done. Because I'm on this side of the fence. Man, it would break my heart if I lost any of you. Any of you. It, I'm almost in tears that any of you are sitting here. Because I miss you. For those that I've been looking at, I can see Maria and Stacy. Man, Dorinda is on. My, my mother-in-law. My heart is full. Because I'm in the company of family. Right? I only got that family because of what Christ did. It's not because I can hold you in my hand. You have to understand that. And so let's look at the text in order to get the context of really what we're looking at here and and some key things that we can learn from what's taking place there. In Acts 1 through 7, it says this. And in those days... When the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians. Again, those Grecians are Hellenistic Jews. They are the Jews that were born in other places in Greece, and they identify with the mannerisms, the culture, and even the worship. But now they're in the place where they've been around the apostles, and so there's been a conversion from that. But probably... You know, just how they operate in their in their uh, affairs is still going to have those Greece, Greek underpinnings. Does that make sense? Okay, so now check it out. Here it is. There arose a murmuring of those individuals. So they come from all these different places against the Hebrews because their widows, the Grecian widows, were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith. Yes, it is our Stephen that we will see that is going to lay down... One of the incredible sermons of the Bible and lose his life for it. The first martyr in that regard that is going for that ministry. Stephen is that guy. We will examine his words in the coming weeks. A man, what does it say about him already? We ain't even seen him in action. We're going to get up pretty much a whole chapter, but a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. And Philip, Prochorus, Philip being that same Philip that went to the eunuch 
and baptize that same guy. Prochorus. I mean, this is we are talking about giants of the faith. Prochorus and Nicanor and Timon and Parmenius and Nicholas, a, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles when they had prayed. They laid their hands on them and the word of God increased and the number of the disciples multiplied and Jerusalem greatly and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. And so our first key point is this. The murmuring was due to neglect. The murmuring, murmuring was due to neglect. See, I understand this morning, I am not a fool at all, that sometimes in situation, situations like this, people are going to feel like maybe the church should have more of a voice in times like this, in terms of picking a side and a position that they're going to be on, right? And that can lead to murmuring. And so get this down, neglected topics on some level is always an issue with diverse groups. See, there's no way that our, our pastors can bring up every issue for every type of person that is in this building. Not today and not the days when it's full. We see that again, and in those days when the number of disciples were multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Are the widows important? Absolutely. Here it is. Deuteronomy 24 19 says this. Widows need to be ministered to. It says, When thou cuttest down thine harvest in thy field and hast forgot a sheep in the field, thou shalt not go again to fetch it. It shall be for the stranger, for the fatherless, and for the widow, that the Lord may, uh, thy God may bless thee in all the work of thine hands. In Isaiah 1.17 it says, Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless, plead for the widow. And so you can you know that it is mentioning also the fatherless here in both of these passages, and you know that our heart and our, and our church is something that we have neglected to do that now we are we have a heart to do. So listen, for those of you that may see that there are some social unrest that is that is taking place, it may be something that we have not yet put our our hands to, but I'm saying if you have a burden for that, what, are you, what can you do? Are you going to simply wait for Sam or Chris or Kenny to be the initiator? Or has the Lord also given you a mind and given you a heart and given you an opportunity that somehow you can do something about what it is that you see? See, all murmuring does is point the finger that something isn't being addressed. But it never gets to work. It's a very interesting detail about murmuring. Our key point number two then is this. Things that are neglected shouldn't be ignored. Addressing issues gives value to the issue. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, listen, the atrocities of what happened to Mr. Floyd and, and even the position of where the rot met, uh, it's, it breaks my heart that these things have taken place. It, you know, we got COVID already. We didn't need any more things But look, it's not ignored. And I'm telling you this morning, as a leader in this church, I'm not ignoring the fact or just going to gloss over it. Man, we can approach this thing head on. Guess what? The answer, though, is the thing you've been told from week to week in this place. (laughs) The gospel, discipleship, planting churches. That's the answer. We want to see how this group was, was put together so that we might get some ideas There are ideas sitting in this room and sitting in this church and even those that are on Zoom that perhaps 
there are ways that we can approach this. Check it out. In, in verse 2 of Acts 6, it says, Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we, the apostles, should leave the word of God and serve tables. Okay, so now we have to understand something has taken place. There is a, a multitude that is there, and they came together. In chapter 2, verse 6, it says, Now, when they, the this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. This multitude is a mixture of the group, and so there may be a mixture of individuals and ideas here that is going to help us to address whatever issues that sometimes we see. That's why faction cannot solely be uh, faith fellowships call. It has to be something that is supported by the church because there's other ideas that are there in order to help those kids out. Just like if you wanted to have some sort of relationship, I, you know, I was telling Serene, thinking about Courtney and her husband is a sergeant for the KCPD. Uh, Maybe it is that we can have a discussion where with him and, and, and his power can come and there's, you know, forms or discussions for, you know, just relationships in the community. And we could, we could do something like that if you want to do it. Or do you just want to bumper, sticker, t-shirt it, social media it to death, put your position, and not put your money where your mouth is? Well, I'm, I'm here to tell you, I don't want to hear it. If you're not willing to do something about it, then be quiet. <laughs> just, I don't want to hear it. We can do something about these things if you want, you have the ability to do that. See, the apostles sought to bring harmony by, by putting a mixed group together in order for them to all have a singular focus. Philippians 2, 1 and 2 says, If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, any comfort of love, any fellowship of the Spirit, any bowels of mercies, fulfill ye my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. That's how we attack these issues. We got to be on the same page about that. We can't all of a sudden elevate black issues above white issues or Latino issues. We have all of that in that church. I cannot disrespect my nieces and nephews and Kaya or my brothers and sisters in the other fellowships. I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm, so let's attack it. If we, are, if we think that there is darkness that only exists in the cultures I just named, let me tell you, when I went to India, I, there are temples on the roads to these false gods that they have. We drove by them. They're big. They're proud of them. It's ridiculous. I have to have a bleeding heart for the gospel for those individuals that share the same skin color, but I, my mustache is not as, as full or my hair is straight. <laughs> as my brothers and sisters over there, but man, they're still family. See, that's the tone that you got to hit. That's what having a flashlight from glory looks like. Otherwise, I don't know, you got a candle going and nobody can see that from a long distance. Man, you are a flood lamp from the Lord. And the only way that you have any kind of light that, that has any kind of matter in it is that it's got to come from what does thus say at the word. Pick your, pick your battles. Choose them wisely. Your third key point this morning is this. We put our best to the test. See, you're going to see in the, in the individuals that we picked, 
you might be like, man, I'm not those individuals. I, wait, your faith in Jesus Christ enlisted you into his work. Second Corinthians 6, 11 says, We then, as workers together with him, beseech ye also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. For he saith, I have heard. I'm sorry, that's one. That's six, one and two and three and four. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, verse two. For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted. And in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation, giving no offense in anything. Why? That the ministry be not blamed, but in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God in much patience and afflictions and necessities and distresses. And you guys all know that that list goes on. So now all of a sudden I can't be so hurt by what is happening now that my testimony, I'm just going to throw it out the window in order that I can now fit the t-shirt of individuals that same that share the same mindset that I have. That isolates you when I do that. You are my family. I will say it again. I'm fighting for you. And I pray that you would fight for me. In in verse 3 of Acts 6 if we go back to that, we have to examine just for a moment. It says, Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. See, the thing is, remember, you have to approve yourself as a minister. You've been enlisted, but now are you suitable for the work that God has put in front of you? Man, put off all of these things that just distract you from what it is that God has called you to do. All of the all the ways that you want this to be this way and I want this to happen and it's got to be like this. and I, No, it doesn't. It's not about you. <laughs> you gave that up. Uh, somehow we tend to forget that when you got saved, you transferred what you want in life for what God wants in life. And he was very clear about that transference. But somehow, you know, you didn't read the big print on the contract. It's not small print. They didn't car dealership you and try to hide it. You know, it's big print. Uh, this is what your life should look like. Yeah. Man, come on. Seven men of honest report. Ladies and gentlemen, we can be those same individuals that would be suitable for the work that God has called us to in, in terms of reaching our communities. Do you want to be? That's the thing you have to ask yourself. That whole, just that <laughs> verse 4 of, of 2 Corinthians, where it says, But in all things are proven ourselves, the minister of God in much patience. We're like, oh, well, I'm out on that one. <laughs> right? In afflictions? Uh, nope. Don't like that either. Can you get to something good? It, not on that list. It's not. Because Paul is writing from the things that he has had to deal with. And has shown himself to be faithful to what it is that God has called him to. It's pretty remarkable. See, the thing that I, I want you to understand something. Um, man, praise God uh, for Sam and Chris and Kenny and Will and Brandon and Jeff and Mike. He's gone. We'll still count him. <laughs> and uh, did I miss a pastor? Andrew. Andrew. And James, Man, James is in here. <laughs> How can I miss? And yes, but Mitch is not a pastor, but just of, of, of all of the pastors, 
Okay? Notice here something very interesting in Acts 6.4. But we, the apostles, we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the, of the word. See, the work that those individuals all have is the work that they have to continue on, which gives you freedom to now move throughout the country, move throughout your community, move throughout your workspace in ways that they don't get to. They have a task. They have a role. They have a a function that's to minister to us, give us that word. But now, man, you have an opportunity to take those things and move out. So then you're like an extension of them, essentially, when we get out there. That's why we got to do it. So now you see the danger. If I if I don't do it, I just cut a finger. If I opt out, I just handicap the hand. If I don't see the importance of of making sure that, oh, this thing needs attention and this thing needs attention. Well, you know what? I I guess I better do that. And (laughs) one thing that Nsreen knows that if you bring up something that you feel like has been neglected in the church to Sam, you just signed up for it. (laughs) And you're the leader of it. (laughs) And you will be the contact person for it. (laughs) And so... This is what I'm saying. See, murmuring doesn't want to get to work. But when you have a burden, oh, you absolutely want to get to work. So you have to discern, is what you're feeling a burden or you just want to murmur about it? It's something I had to ask myself. Even this morning, guys, I'm telling you. I'm just begging the Lord. I, I feel a way about it. Right. And I have to fight my flesh's desire to associate myself in a particular way that can lend itself to fear and anger. Why would because I can the way that I speak or I have a nice haircut, you think that's going to keep me safe? Uh, No, it won't. And so I had again, that's why I was so. The Lord and I, when we start talking about this message, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, and encourage. And by the time I got done, it was like, okay, I remember who I am. I remember my identity. The thing that overshadows even the color of my skin, the neighborhood I grew up in, the city that I come from. The nation that I come from. There's a blanket, a covering of my new wardrobe. Man, it's got heavenly status. And I got to embrace that. And I'm okay. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Our next key point is this. When needs are met, it has an effect. When needs are met. See, there are no needs that can't be resolved by the leading of the Holy Spirit. You have, we have seen already, uh, there is some murmuring <laughs> from some neglect. Okay. You could have done it better. The little different way you brought it up, but you, we got it. It's out here. Let's deal with it. We're going to put a mixed a force to this thing and, and give it value because it absolutely has value and it models God's heart. And then we're going to put good key people on this task. What happens? Look at what happens. Verse 7. And the word of God increased and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. 
See, when the Spirit is leading, fruit will always follow. When the Spirit is leading, fruit will always follow. If I just go in anger or in fear or in frustration, that does not always guarantee fruit. But if the Spirit is leading, there's a guarantee that fruit will happen. And notice this. The Word of God increases, disciples increase, but guess what happens to the leaders? They're encouraged in their faith. You, somebody that may not be at the highest level, get the opportunity to encourage all of our pastors by your heart to obey what the Word of God is telling you. That you also would have a heart for the gospel. That you also would make disciples. That you also would be wrestling with whether or not you're going to be a part of these church plants. Listen, I'm the only way I want to lose any of you is that you are wrestling with whether or not you need to be a part of Tampa, Boston, or Lee Summit. Or whatever other church is coming. That's how I want to lose you. Man, I will gladly push you away if it is that God is, is working in your heart to do those things. But I'm telling you, the thing that in, in order for me, if I have any two cents in order to offer up to our leaders as they're asking about these individuals, I'm going to look at um, what have you been doing? Have you been getting to the ministry that is set before you? Have you been a person of honest report? Have you been somebody that has faithfully attended upon the Lord in the midst of things that can easily distract you, can upset you, frustrations, that your family hasn't become an idol? It's hard for us in this, for our age group. We have careers, we have kids, we have spouses, and all of that stuff can become an idol and the Lord sits on the back burner. And then... The devil knows how to play you up. And so then a situation comes like this and you are out. Now all you do is you'll just sit and point the finger. How come the church didn't say this? Well, what are they doing about? What are you doing? (laughs) Let's get the mirror out. Because you know when you point, it's it's like this at that point. (laughs) So I'm, man. You got to notice something. Listen, the fruit came from the establishment of leaders, not from murmuring. There is nothing profitable about murmuring. This is why the Lord is like, don't do it. It's worthless. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. So the invitation is like this. Instead of murmuring about what it is that you see or having some kind of hard line position Why don't you humbly be a part of what it is that God is doing in this local church body? Share the gospel. Make disciples. Wrestle with plant planting churches. Um, I'm telling you, that absolutely is the answer. People are hurting. And so what I wanted to do, because we got a little time, we need to pray for our city. I, um, not just because I need to see my city in a better light, but I... I do love Kansas City. I could have moved. (laughs) I could be anywhere else. I like it here. I love the people here. I like my neighborhood. I love that, you know, just the conversations that I'm having with my neighbors about this situation, this topic. It's opening the door for dialogue in a way that we may have never had. So you know what that should do is springboard me to the gospel. Mm -hmm. And so... 
Let's pray. Let's just get um, kind of in some in groups. Pray that our church doesn't become uh, divided and that people feel uh, neglected and and they just want to murmur and, and just tear things down and destroy it. But no, I just pray that we will be about the things that God is putting in front of us. And uh, and then just pray for our city, our leaders. They got to figure out, you know, what they're going to do, the cleanup process. And if there's ideas that you have of maybe different things, you know, like I was talking about, I'm kind of thinking about, uh, um, you know, that one of the one neighbor that I've just been having a lot of conversation with over the COVID period, and uh, and the conversation I had with him yesterday is um, he's a lawyer and and um, he does he does just have a heart to see these things be different and. I'm totally fine with yeah. Let's let's see. Can we create some sort of um, just dialogue amongst our neighbors, just so that you, that we stand together. That we instead of we watching rise, that somebody can see. Oh, we're going to stand together, and this community is doesn't look like you know whether it's. I mean, we might be the only black people in that community, but <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> it's just it's fine. If we stand together, it, we're still sending the message, right? And so, um, yeah, I, I think it's time to, to think about those kinds of ideas if you have them and, and let's talk about them and how can we do them. And, but let's keep the main thing the main thing. It's always going to be the gospel, guys. Yeah. Policy don't make people better. They just don't. We got the laws in place. <laughs> right? And the laws are there. Civil rights already happened. We're still here. <laughs> right? And so the thing is, is that people have to have the gospel and we got to love them. They got to know we're loving. They got to see our love for each other because that is infectious. They got to see that. Right. So let's pray and then we'll be dismissed. Yes. Yep. He's getting called and a lot of others are getting called extra shifts. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, you guys can either pray for yourself. I'm just going to pray out loud. I pray that it doesn't distract you, but I'm just praying so Courtney can hear. I'm praying for Maurice, um, you know, being on the police force, the pressures that he would have. Think about it. He's on both sides of the coin. He is a police officer and a black male. He absolutely has an opinion about all of this. And so we got to pray for him um, in this thing, too. And just, uh, yeah. God is going to win, guys. He always does. And I want to be a part of it. Yes, sir. If I can just uh, throw in. Yes, sir. I have a Christian brother I've known for a long time. He's also a black officer. His name is Jason. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, again, just thank you so much just for your comfort from your word. And and Lord, I just just thank you for that. Really, the cross has settled all matters all issues that that man and woman will will face lord I, I i do just think about lord there are issues with the way we view our latino population our black population our our white population uh, there's classism there's sexism uh lord and how we look at kids and lord we are um your word is absolutely true lord enemies of the cross and yet you still die for us uh, Lord, I'm floored by that. And um, and Father, I just you know lift up Jason, lift up Maurice, Lord, those that have, are risking their lives to serve. 
Uh, and yet, Lord, this conflicted even internally um, of how they feel. And Lord, I pray that you would give them comfort. Lord, I, I pray that, that uh, even that they would know that we are praying for them. And Lord, I do just pr- pray for our leaders, our mayor. Um, Lord, all the mayors, all the governors. Uh, Lord, all the police captains and police chiefs that that have you know, spoken out even. And those that haven't, those that are, you know, afraid to, um, Father, would you, I'm just praying for revival in our country. That, Lord, from the backdrop of COVID or the backdrop of, of you know, injustice, that, Lord, that people would be looking for answers. And, Lord, that they would find you. So, Father, would the gospel please be ready on our lips. Lord, I pray that we would stop being ashamed of it. Lord, we find the time to talk about everything else. Lord, forgive us for that. The sacrifice that you made, Lord, how could we stop our mouths from saying it? Lord, I pray that we would do that. Lord, help us to be a part of comforting those around us, those that we know and see, strangers even. Lord, I'm just encouraged that, Lord, you're moving on people that, that hugs are happening that tearful embraces are happening amongst people that that would never maybe even talk. Lord, thank you for that. Lord, help us to be united as a church. Lord, thank you for our pastors and our and our leaders that we have. Lord, help us to assist them and be the extension of them in our communities. Lord, we pray for fruit. Lord, help us to learn what it is your word says. Help us to be disciple makers and Lord not to just sit and wait to be paired up with one but Lord that we would actually be about the gospel so that we might find our own disciple Um, Lord help us to be about it and then Father help us to plant healthy churches Lord this this time as we just watch the news feed of just smoky uh, neighborhoods and fire and angry people yelling and screaming, Lord, all of those places need churches that will stand on what the word of God says. Lord, I pray for your church in this country to not be silent, but to, to speak out for the gospel's sake. Lord, we need you. We have everything in the world that distracts us. We have everything in the world that, that makes us fear. And sometimes we don't, we don't think it's worth it. Or it's not going to do it. Lord, help us not just solely do it for any other reason, but then just to obey you. Lord, help us to obey you. People have to see that. Lord, I pray that our love is genuine. That the familial relationships that we have in this building are infectious use us mightily in this place lord that that is a a a tag that we've had in this place lord and we just say it humbly we thank you would you continue that that we would have a heart for all people truly lord and um marry us up pair us up lord let our our children be of all all kinds um lord give us fruit Please, Lord, we beg you for the sake of those that are hurting right now, that just they're afraid from COVID. They're mad and upset about just the state of our country, the look of our city. Um, Father, just be with us. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Man, I love you. And... Uh,
I pray to search your heart and uh, let it go, whatever it is. Let it go. And uh, give it to God and then just watch what happens. I'm telling you, it's going to be better than holding on to anything.